All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold, and I am here to talk about quarterbacks. Um, seems to be the hot topic right now, uh, as everybody is talking about the draft, talking about which quarterbacks are uh, worth taking. Everybody seems to be set on one quarterback. Uh, what I wanted to do was have an exercise and talk about the different paths that the Texans can go. Good morning, Mr. Bujak. How, how am I sounding this morning? I changed the setup a little bit. If anybody could tell me how I sound, do I sound clear? Do I sound good? Is it loud enough? Uh, any, any, anything would be great. Oh yeah. What a morning it is actually. I think I'm going to start doing this. Sounds good. Fantastic. Thank you. I got this calendar. I don't know if you guys have ever read the book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It's one of my favorite books that I read last year. And they did they, they, they did this calendar for 2023 called Unfuck Yourself, uh, the daily calendar. So I'm actually going to do my first one or my one for today. Everything great. That has ever happened in this world began with a small action. It was followed by another and then another and then another. For the most part, that's just how we get things done as human beings. Take it for what you will. Uh, how is the video quality? Is it look okay? That's something else I've been trying to mess with as well. What are you laughing at, Dylan? Um, I want to try to get, like, I've been really, like, I've put a lot of thought in trying to give you guys, like, the highest quality stream. I've had to change things up multiple times. The, the freaking, the lighting cameras. I bought like three webcams, used my GoPro, and I just can't get the picture to look the way I want it to look. I want it to be crisp, clear, and 4K, but it doesn't seem to be happening. So if you guys can let me know how the uh, video quality looks, that would be amazing. All right, so let's talk about the, the different paths that the Texans can take at quarterback. And, Paul, I'll get to your question. Jameis Winston's a, a, a good one, and he's part of this uh, He's part of this discussion. Um, but let's talk about the different paths that the Texans can go to address the quarterback position. Um, there's so many different ways that they can go, and there's so many different things that they can do. And I, I think most of Texans' universe, or whatever you want to call it, is – is pretty much set on one way, which is fine. Um, a light glare on the glasses. Yeah, that's what I figured. Maybe I can raise it up. Hold on. Thank you for, for calling that out, brother. Okay. How about now? Is that any better? Oh, you guys are going to see my mic, but oh well. There we go. Hopefully that's better. I uh, appreciate you guys pointing that out. I, I need you guys to tell me these things because I can only see what StreamYard allows me to see. If anything, I'm just going to buy a DSLR and go full in. But um, Okay, so the path to the quarterback. This is, this is pretty much like this is the hot topic. This is the topic that everybody is discussing. Obviously, with the draft being, I, I think it's like 60 days away. Um this is the topic that everybody wants to discuss and everybody is, is really, I, I would say 80 to 90% of the fan bases select Bryce young, which I, I think from a talent perspective is fine. I need to be very clear about that. Like I think from talent alone, I think Bryce young is fine. Um, and we'll get into more of that, but there's a, a smaller segment of the fan base that says let's let's sign a free agent or trade for a quarterback. Now, I don't see the Texans trading for Aaron Rodgers. He's pretty much the only quarterback that's like going to come in and be boom. Um, you could sign Jimmy G, Jameis Winston, Derek Carr, maybe trade for Derek Carr. Who knows what that looks like? He's meeting with the Saints, I think, today. Um, or you can continue with Davis Mills and just see what happens. So there's there's three paths. Draft a quarterback, sign or trade for a quarterback, continue with Davis Mills. And maybe you draft a quarterback in like second or third round, give Davis Mills some 
competition, whatever it may be. Um, but there's three paths. So let's let's go down each path and, and, and talk about what is potentially the best path, in, in, in my opinion. Um, not, not what they'll do, you know, n- not to dismiss anybody else's opinion. This is just my thought, my opinion. What will the Texans do or what should they do? Um, and I want it to be a conversation. So if you guys have any opinions, throw them in, throw them in the comments. Um, if you have a good one, I'll throw them up here on the channel. But uh, So let's start with the draft. I think there's there are two quarterbacks worth taking in the first round, but both have significant questions. I think from a talent perspective, Bryce Young is the most talented quarterback in this draft. I say that to say because he's the most talented quarterback in the draft doesn't necessarily mean he's a quarterback worth taking at two, right? Like if you're the tallest midget, did you really accomplish anything? And that's like one of my favorite Jay-Z lines. So, but, but, but honestly, like, I mean, you're still short, right? You're, you're not, you're, you're four, three instead of three, nine or whatever it may be. Like it's not, you're not winning really anything as far as in the draft. If you're the best quarterback in this draft class, because there aren't a lot of great quarterbacks. This isn't like next year's draft uh, with, with Pay and, and Williams, like two guys that are pretty much guaranteed to go one and two as of right now, right? Can change through the college season. So Bryce Young, from a talent perspective, though, is there. He has all the tangibles. He's a leader. He's stayed relatively healthy. The shoulder injury is somewhat of a concern, but, you know, if he falls on that shoulder again, who knows what happens. Uh, able to make the throws, um, very decisive, processes the game extremely well in college. Um, that's all we can go off of right now. And has an average to maybe slightly above average arm strength. Can make every throw, though. Like, so when I say arm strength, I'm talking about corner routes, out routes, like putting velocity on the ball and getting it to your receiver or getting it to your target in a, in a timely manner. Um BY has everything you want besides above, you know, elite level arm talent or arm arm strength. And again, that's velocity. We're not talking about making throws, dropping into the bucket, touch, any of that. We're literally just talking arm strength, tight windows, zipping it in there. But Bryce Young also has the biggest question, which for some reason... And this is the part I can't seem to fathom. For some reason, people just dismiss his size as if it doesn't matter. And and I just, I can't understand a world where you're going to dismiss his size. He's 5'10", 190. Maybe at the combine, he's 5'10 and a half and 215 if he adds on 25 pounds like Todd McShay. But his frame is built completely different than the smaller quarterbacks that we've seen in the history of the NFL. And if we go off the two most recent examples, if we go off of Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray was stout, thick frame up top, thick frame on the bottom. I mean, he has huge legs um, and he has the frame to handle the weight. Russell Wilson, very similar, not as thick as Kyler Murray, uh, but also not 5'10". And, you know, he's a, he's a thicker build as well, right? There's a lot of muscle on Kyler and, Ru- Kyler and Russ. Bryce Young is, is 5'10", 190, and no disrespect, but is built like, you know, my teenage son, who is non-athletic and you know, paints and plays video games, like your average skinny dude, right? And for me, when I look at Bryce Young, we know the talent isn't a question. I think there are some questions that you can have about like, will his game translate to the next level? I think it could, and I think it should. Like everything with quarterbacks comes down to 
the situation they're in, the coaching staff they have to best support them, and putting them in the best position to succeed, right? Like, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Like, John Crumpler put out a tweet, like, back in November. It's, like, about, like, leadership and this and that. And, and that's why they, they fail or they don't fail. And, and those three are they, – they play a part. But, like, the biggest thing he left out was, like, the infrastructure support for the team. And the reason why these quarterbacks do fail a lot of times is because they lack the infrastructure, they, they lack the leadership. They lack the consistency. They lack the understanding of how to develop and putting those players in a position to succeed. Th- those are oftentimes why these quarterbacks in the first round fail. It's not a priority for the team to really put forth the resources to develop said quarterback to reach the expectations and and, and the, the goals that the player has. With BY... That frame is concerning because we just have never seen it, right? So it, it truly is an unknown. Do we have smaller quarterbacks? Absolutely. There are smaller quarterbacks. Has there ever been a quarterback this size? Never. There's never been a quarterback this size. So for like all of you out there that are like pretending to be dietitians and nutritionists and they're like, oh, he can add 25 to 30 pounds. What does that take away from his game? Is he going to be as athletic? Like, where are we going to, like, how are we going to know what 25 to 30 pounds, him getting up to 215 to 220, how do you know what impact that's going to have? And how do you know what it's going to take away from his game? Nobody knows. Like, sure, he he can add weight. I don't think anybody's arguing whether he can add weight or not add weight. It's more or less that if he does add weight, what are we going to do? Like, and so for me, when it comes to Bryce Young, it's never been about talent. It's always been about the unknown aspect of him. And when I take the unknown aspect and picking second overall, I don't, that's not a risk I'm willing to take at two. Like if I'm taking a quarterback at two, I don't, I feel like there should be no questions from, there should be no questions about anything. I mean, you're obviously going to have the Zach Wilson situation, right, where where there's questions about leadership and things of that nature. But, but I mean, outside of that, like, the question sh- – you shouldn't have a question about a quarterback's size and frame. And we just don't know what is going to happen to him in the NFL. Um, Duh, Texas says, look at Pat White had BY frame and bald in college. Look up his NFL career and end of bad. Yeah, I, I don't know about Pat White. I, I would have to look, but – I just think that like there there really aren't examples to look at. So like you can't use Kyler, you can't use Russell. They're built different. And so the unknown makes it to where I feel you can't take Bryce Young at two, especially given the players that are going to be on the board, right? Like if the Bears trade back, that means that somebody's moving up to grab a quarterback. So if that happens, you have Jalen Carter and Will Anderson on the board. Do you honestly pass on one of those two guys and take Bryce Young and just roll the dice and see how he does in the NFL and how his body can adapt to a faster game and harder hits? I can't see that being the best path forward. And again, not about talent. has nothing to do with talent. I'd like for him to have a better arm, but not a big deal. So now let's go to the other quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud. I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks to an extent. I think he has talent. That system is very, very quarterback friendly. He was great against Georgia. He moved up as soon as, you know, when he played against Georgia. That was a great game. Um, But there's something about Ohio State quarterbacks that just, it, it never translates. It never works. History shows you it doesn't work. Doesn't mean it can't work. I just don't know if I'm taking that at two. Add the athlete's first, you know, aspect to this conversation. I don't, you know, David Mugaletta, you know, do him and Nick, like, can they have conversation? Is he going to hold the franchise hostage when, you know, in four or five years, five years? I don't know. I mean, the, the team is in a different place. They obviously are hiring the right coach. Like, they have a path. They have a vision. 
So are those things going to be different? Most likely. Is that enough for Nick to feel comfortable taking him? I don't know. Um, yeah, Will Levis, tons of questions, tons of talent, strong arm, somewhat mobile, like actually pretty mobile to an extent. Played at Kentucky. Didn't really have like the, the best college year. There's questions about his character. There's questions about his leadership. Like usually when those types of like for me, when leadership and character and things of that 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 nature come into question, when it comes to a black athlete, I really don't bring it up. Like I, I just don't put any thought into it because it seems to always like they already started with Jalen Carter, right? There seems to always be something around a black athlete. But when it's a white athlete, I'm like, oh, like people are actively talking about it. And that sounds stupid, and I totally get it. I understand. But when it's brought up about a, 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 like a Levis, I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like, where is this coming from? Um, and I, I don't know. I just can't. I also think, like, if there is a team that trades up to one, I think it's for Will Levis. Like, if Indy trades up, I think Levis is a Ballard guy. Um, and I, I just don't feel comfortable taking Levis over Carter or Anderson. Just like Stroud. I don't feel like Stroud over Carter or Anderson. I think BY, from a talent perspective, over Carter or Anderson makes sense. But the questions about frame, I would go Carter or Anderson. Probably go Anderson. Um, so then we go to the last prospect that could likely go in the first round, which everybody seems to be shocked by. I think now they're starting to see it, but uh, Anthony Richardson out of Florida, the guy is an athletic freak. He is not a finished product at quarterback. He's going to take some time to develop. Teams are going to have to apply some resources to get him to develop. He's probably not starting day one. It's going to take some time. Um, and he, he's just, you know, he's probably gonna have to sit for a year. And, and I think a lot of Texans fans don't like that because they assume that that means Davis Mills is going to start. Um, but I think Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling out of the quarterbacks in this draft class. But it is very much boom or bust. Like, from a physical perspective, he's an athletic – like, he's just an athletic freak. I mean, he's basically LeBron James playing quarterback. Not as tall, but, but or I think he's 6'4", 6'5". Um, fast, crazy arm, has shown to be able to make the throws. Just can't make the throws consistently. His, his mechanics tend to break down, or he won't go back. He'll throw off platform. But, like, if you, if you watch him throw off platform, the amount of torque he can put on an off-platform throw is insane. Um, so upside-wise, I would say Anthony Richardson has the highest upside. But I don't know if you can take him at two. Here's the thing. When it comes to taking a quarterback, whether you take him at two or you take him at 12, it really doesn't matter, I guess, to an extent. You just have to take into account what you're possibly missing out on at two. If you're missing out on Anderson or Carter and you think you can get Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young later in the draft, do it, right? Or trade back up, whatever it may be. But then again, you have that scenario where it's like, if he's your guy, and this is something I do believe, like if he's your guy, you take him to guarantee you get him. So if Anthony, Anthony Richardson is a Nick guy or Bryce Young is a Nick guy, like you just take him at two and you just you keep it moving. Like there's nothing you can do. That is your guy. That's the guy you want to draft. That's the guy you want to build your franchise around. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, the value of your pick, while high, the value of the position is higher. So you take your guy. Um, I think Anthony Richardson to me is the guy that I would target. And if you start to put some words, like start to look at the words that Nick has been using a lot. He talked a lot about last year with Driscoll and his, and his athletic ability, what he adds to the position, what he gives the offense, how he opens up the run game. Um, and, you know, he also talks about that in the Nick in his interview with Sean and Seth, um, not this last one. I think it was the one in the past. So he talks a lot about the athletic ability of the quarterback. Um, at Driscoll, for what he is, I think he was in the 99th percentile from like an athlete perspective. If, if you go there, there's like a uh, athlete scaled. I, I forget what it is, but it's like traits and all of this. And Driscoll's like up there. And I guess most times when an athlete is up there, 
they tend to be extremely good. So uh, with Anthony Richardson, I think if you're at 12, I, I don't think he lasts until 12. I think he he's probably going to go top 10 just because of his athletic ability alone. Like that's that those are the types of things that GMs do value. There's not a lot of them. Um, when you see the success of Lamar Jackson, which seems to be a quarterback that people leave out when talking about developing. Like if you guys remember his, his rookie year, like not a great thrower. Like he, he had a lot of areas he had to get better at, but from an athlete perspective, he was right there. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, you know, there's quarterbacks that have over the last couple of years been developed and, and didn't come into the league as a finished product. And I think that that has kind of opened up GMs and executives' eyes to the fact that we don't necessarily need our guy to be 100% ready. We can develop him. We can get him to where he needs to be. We can provide the resources for him to, to, to get to where he needs to be. Let's be patient. But right now, let's take him because we believe he's going to be our guy. And it, you know, at 12, maybe. I think you trade up to get him, though. I think you'll probably have to trade up with, I don't know, like Atlanta, Oakland. But, you know, it all depends on the board. Um, who's available? You know, if, if there's, a, if there's, let's say nobody trades at one. Let's say that the Bears go Carter. Let's say the Texans go Anderson. Let's say Arizona grabs... I don't know, Miles Murphy, right? Like, I think there's a, I think there's a chance that quarterbacks do fall a little bit in this draft, and it only takes one. one once one is taken, that's when panic sets in for the rest of the teams, and that's when you start to see trades. Um, but yeah, so there's the draft. So there's there's one path that the Texans can take to address the quarterback position. The other one is free agency. Are you going to fr- find your franchise guy forever? No. You know, free agency is not that. Are you going to find a bridge guy? Most likely. How long is that bridge? I think it varies by quarterback. So let's start at the top. Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr. I'm not opposed to signing Derek Carr. I'm not opposed to trading for Derek Carr. I'm not giving up a ton. I'm talking maybe a fourth or fifth round pick. I'm also he's also going to have to rework his deal, um, but I think Derek Carr is probably the top quarterback that you that the Texans can go after that'll give them somewhat of an answer at the quarterback position for at least four to five years, right? Derek Carr for everybody that wants to shit on him uh, because he's not Lamar Jackson, he's not Patrick Mahomes, he's not Deshaun Watson, he doesn't have his escapability. Uh, he leads fourth quarter comebacks since entering the NFL in 2014. He has been somewhat clutch. The guy's had, I don't know, 32 offensive coordinators. I think he's had five different head coaches. It's really hard to be a consistent performer in this league when you're having massive turnover at the most important positions of your organization. I think he's had, I think he's on his third general manager, um, maybe fourth. So, I think Derek Carr gives you stability at quarterback for three to four years, maybe five years. I think he's 31. I think he's a talented quarterback. Uh, I, I just don't think he's like the most entertaining quarterback. And I think ultimately that's what Texans fans want right now. Uh, I think it's also probably what Cal wants. Cal wants to put butts in seats. I really hope that we're not taking approaching the draft or free agency to just put people in seats. I really hope we're looking at scheme and the implementation of the new defense and offense and things of that such so that we can be better long-term and be consistent. But, um, you know, I think Derek Carr comes in and you're, you're, you're probably competing at that point. If everything goes well this offseason and, and D'Amico is a hit, you're probably competing for, I'd say you're competing for the division. I think the only team you're going to be competing with is Jacksonville. They have a lot of decisions to make uh, in free agency. I'm not sure what they're going to – like, they have a lot of people leaving. I, I hope the Texans sign Evan Ingram. Uh, that would be my, like, top target this year. This off, like, in, the free, in free agency, Evan Ingram would be my top target on offense. 
Uh, he, he's just talented. He was talented in New York, just had no quarterback uh, and had a mess to deal with. Um, Evan Ingram is solid. So Derek Carr comes. I think you can compete in the AFC South. I don't, you're, you're probably not winning a Super Bowl year one. I don't know if you can win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. I think he's talented enough. I think if the you know if you put Derek Carr on the Niners this last playoff run, I think the Niners, I think the Niners could beat the Eagles, right? Like they were, the Niners were a quarterback away. Um, so there's one option. Jimmy G is another familiar option. Obviously has ties to Nick Casario in his New England days. Uh, Nick Casario played a part in drafting him. Um, but what's the difference between Jimmy G and Davis Mills, right? Like. You know what you have in, in Jimmy G. You don't know what you have in, in Davis Mills. No matter what you guys say, this isn't a troll segment. Like, I, I really don't give a fuck what your opinion is on Davis Mills unless you're going to have a conversation about it. But ultimately, like, you can say what you want, but with the way this organization has been, the lack of talent on the roster, the lack of talent on the interior of the offensive line, the lack of weapons, bad offensive scheme, bad offensive play calling, like, you just don't know what Davis Mills is. I'd rather roll with Davis Mills over Jimmy G. We know what Jimmy G is. He's going to get you to seven, eight wins. You're going to be, you know, picking in the top, you know, maybe 15th pick, 16th, 17th pick. And that's about it. Baker Mayfield is an intriguing one that I haven't seen a lot of conversation about. Um, we know who Baker is. Uh, and, you know, if, if Sean McVay doesn't sign him this offseason to back up, Matthew Stafford, then, you know, it's, it's kind of, I think it kind of tells you a little bit more about Baker Mayfield because, you know, Stafford's had some injury histories, like Baker came in, you know, after one day and, and, and performed well on Monday night football and led him to a comeback win. Baker Mayfield's another guy. I don't think he's moving the needle. I don't think you're winning the the AFC South with him, Uh, but it'd be okay. It'd be fun. I guess Um, it'd give you somebody at quarterback. And then the other name is Jameis Winston. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's, 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 he had talent everywhere he's been. He's never really been able to win. He's talented, has a hell of an arm, got LASIK. Who knows if he actually fixed his, his interceptions. He's been inconsistent. He's been hurt too. So, you know, that, that's another thing to take into consideration. But, I mean, ultimately – I think all four of those guys are potential options for the Texans in 2023. Um, now the last path, and this is what I call the trigger path. This last path it involves the third round Stanford quarterback, Davis Mills, that most people just want to shit on and take. They want to say, no, get him out of here. He's trash. He's trash. He's trash. He's trash. Never have a conversation about it. They just want to say he's trash. It's interesting. I think, and I'll, I'll stand on this, and I'll, I have no fucking problem. I, I think Davis Mills has shown the ability and talent. I think he's ha, he, he he looks natural as a thrower. The problem is with Davis, he doesn't do it consistently. And when I say consistently, I don't mean like every other play. Like he doesn't do it. He'll go a game without it. Like a whole game. Not really. I mean, he had some throws. But he is inconsistent as can be. The high-level throws that he makes, like Kilo posted a a thing, uh, uh, like a whole – it's been like two days of Kilo just posting videos of what, what, like, throws that Davis Mills has made. And some of them are just like – you're just like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, what a throw. But then you have all these other throws that are just like, how? And and you look at his feet, and you look at his you look at his footwork, you look at his like mechanics, and it's like, dude, you just like completely forgot all of your mechanics. I I think, and I'm sure that people are going to make clips of this and and all this other stuff. That's fine. Um, I think the best path, <laughs> and all the stupid local media can fuck off with whatever they think. I don't really care. Um, I, I, I think the best path is, is going Anderson or Carter at two, signing some weapons, drafting some weapons, fixing the interior of the offensive line, bringing in 
a quarterback or drafting a quarterback like Hendon Hooker in the second round or third round if he lasts that long. I think he'll be available in the second. I don't think he'll be around in the third. Maybe Tanner McKee from Stanford, uh, Jaron Hall from BYU. Um, bring in one of those guys and let them compete and figure it out. Um, if if this team is going to, from an offensive perspective, implement a Niners-like offense, if he's going, if that's what they're going to do, and they're going to bring little Shanny's offense over here, and they're going to be working in space, and they're going to be letting their offensive weapons operate in space, and they're going to work on yak, and they're going to be wide open like they always are with the Niners. I don't see the downside to starting Davis Mills. Davis Mills is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy just took the Niners to the NFC Championship. Now, that Niners team, super talented. <laughs> this team, this Texans team is not going to touch the Niners team in 2023. They have from top to bottom, safety to second, you know, safety to corner to linebacker to defensive line, offensive line, running back, wide receivers. Like the only thing they were missing was quarterback. That Niners team is the best team from a talent perspective in the NFL. Kind of helps. But that offense is very quarterback friendly, very quarterback friendly. You're not working on like in the pep system where it's all timing and rhythm. And and then with also with the pep system, timing, rhythm, but then like no feel for the game as a play caller to build on the rhythm or the timing, right? Like there were so many times last year where, you know, we would see rhythm-based throwing, Davis is going, it's working, and then, you know, back-to-back runs with Rex Burkhead early in this off early in the season. And all of a sudden it's third and 10. And now we want to throw like, I don't know if David, I, I don't believe Davis Mills is the franchise quarterback. I believe Davis Mills has the talent to be a guy though. I, I think he has the talent to be able to do what you need your quarterback to do to win in this league. I just don't think the fans can stomach it is ultimately what it boils down to. I don't, I don't think the fans can stomach it. I, I think it's, it, they are over. They are still ripped from Deshaun. They're hurting. Larry's hurting. All his friends are hurting. And they need somebody to come in here and save the day. And I just don't think any of these Quarterbacks at two are worth the value and are going to save the day. I don't know if any of these quarterbacks will save the day. I think Anthony Richardson could save the day. I I think Bryce maybe could save the day. But if you're not drafting a guy who's going to compete with Herbert Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, I'm sure I'm missing one. The AFC is stacked with quarterbacks. And they aren't going anywhere. I didn't even mention Deshaun Watson, but that's only because he plays for the Browns. Like I, I don't believe the Browns are ever going to be good. Doesn't matter with Deshaun or not. But this, like, those are the quarterbacks you're going to have to compete with. And as this team continues to build their roster out and continues to become consistent and continues to put wins under their belt and potentially gets to a point to where they're winning the division and they're con- competing in the playoffs. You're going to need one of those quarterbacks to get to where you want to go. It's just the way it is. If you don't have one of those quarterbacks, you better have the best. De- you better have a, the best defense in the NFL. Uh, maybe not in NFL history. You better have a great defense, a great defense, because if you don't, those guys are going to win. And I guess ultimately that's what it comes down to with me for BY is I don't see any of that. I don't see BY as a top five AFC quarterback. And I think you have to be that if you want to win in this league at the, at the highest level. If you want to win in, in, in January, you're going to have to have that level of quarterback to win. And so people keep talking about, well, if you don't draft a quarterback this year, you're going to be in quarterback purgatory. So if you don't hit on Bryce, so you draft Bryce Young and don't hit on Bryce Young, and he happens to be average, what position are you in? 
you're in the same damn position. Quarterback purgatory. You're winning eight or nine games. You're you're in the same position whether you draft them or you don't draft them. Because I don't think anybody believes that BY is up there with those five guys. I also don't think QB purgatory is an actual thing. I think it's actually kind of fucking stupid, to be honest with you. If you want a guy, you can go get a guy. If you want to trade up, you can go get him. Are you willing to give up the draft capital to go get him? If he's worth it, you are, right? But, like, dumb people bring up, like, they're like, the Colts didn't do it. They just kept, they, they had to keep going after veteran free agents or veteran guys for trades. No, you dumb fuck. Like, they went after that because it was easier. They didn't have to give up. a. It was a low-risk, high-reward scenario. Trade for Matt Ryan, not give up a ton of picks. If you hit like the line, like the Rams did on Stafford, who knows? Your roster is ready to go. Phillip Rivers, if he has anything left in the tank, he's a competitive guy. You win. Carson Wentz came off of an injury, possibly, right? Like those those situations, like it's just dumb to compare to. Ballard chose not to trade up to grab his guy. He wasn't in QB purgatory. He just decided to go another path. Same with the commanders. I, I, I think it is extremely stupid to hear some of these people talk sometimes. Because not only that, a lot of them are just there. It's all about their fucking engagements and all the other bullshit that this world's about. It's so stupid. That's another tangent for another day. Nobody wants to have actual conversations anymore. They just want to be fucking heard. They want their opinion to be talked about. It's stupid. I definitely don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But either way, um, at the end of the day, I think Davis, with a supporting cast, can be good enough. And if he isn't good enough, then you draft a quarterback. I'm not saying next year either. For all the like, oh, you have to be at one to grab Caleb Williams. Okay, fine. But like, maybe they grab pay. Maybe there's another quarterback that comes out of nowhere. Like, it happens every year. Like, you just don't know. Maybe they just don't grab a quarterback next year. Maybe they sign a free agent. Maybe they, like, there's just so many different things that can happen. What if, let me ask you this, and this is a scenario that, like, we have the Browns first round pick. What if Deshaun tears his Achilles week one? What if that happens and the Browns implode in the locker room? They're not winning any games. Kevin Stefanski is fired by week 12. They're, they're, they have no idea where they're going. Does that not sound like a Browns thing to happen? I mean, look at the Browns' history. They fuck up every year. When have they ever been good? When, when have they ever been consistently good? When has anybody ever looked at the Browns and said, man, that's... That's a model organization. They, they have their shit together. Never is the answer. And it'll likely never happen. It all starts at the top. The Haslam's are terrible owners. They're terrible people. That'll be their, their trend for, you know, until they decide to sell or die. Um, that, that team is fucked no matter what. Deshaun Watson, they could trade for DeAndre. It doesn't matter. That team won't win. So what if that happens? And what if the Browns end up with the first pick? Well, guess who owns that pick? The Texans. Like, is it likely? No, it's not. But what is likely? Like, outside of the Chiefs being great every year, what else is consistent in the NFL? You just don't know. There's just so many different scenarios. What if they? What if the Texans... Suck next year. Like, everybody's like, oh, they're going to win six to eight games. How do you know that? You can't tell me they're going to win six to eight games. You don't know what's going to happen. What if they have the second pick? What if they suck the worst and they have the first pick again? And they draft Caleb Williams. Or they're at two and they draft pay. Like, I guess that's my thing. Like, everybody deals in facts and there, there are no facts right now. We can only go off of what we know. Right now, what we know is they have the number two pick. Yeah, Jordan Hurt. Yeah, exactly, Jordan. These are like who saw Deshaun Watson coming out of nowhere with 26 sexual allegations and demanding a trade? Nobody. 
Nobody. Nobody. But yet here we are. Deshaun is now a Cleveland Brown. Like, Justin Herbert could easily say, fuck it. I'm out of here. Trade me. Texans got their shit going on. They have a great coach. The scheme is friendly. They have weapons. What if Lamar Jackson doesn't come to a long-term deal? What if he gets franchised this year and plays under the franchise tag and can't come to a long-term extension with the Ravens and is traded? Like, there are just so many different scenarios and everybody is worried about in the moment. They're worried about right now. I'll tell you what a general manager isn't thinking about. They're not thinking about right now. They're thinking about four, five, six, seven, eight years. That's the way they think. Nobody's thinking about one season. It's not about one season. It's about consistency. It's about being a contender consistently. It's about building a competitive roster consistently. But you guys are in like this chamber of like, we have to have it. We need BY. We have to have him. I, I need him so bad. I'd rather have a competitive roster. I don't think BY is worth it. And it's only because of the questions of his size and frame. Somebody get me a, a doctor on here that can talk to me about his size and frame and how he's going to be. He will not be more susceptible to injury. And then we can have a conversation about taking BY at two. Chances are that's not the case. Not a doctor. Nobody else is either. So I don't know. I don't know if he's more susceptible to injuries. <clears throat> but I'm not going to ignore that there's a chance he is. And I'm not going to be willing to take the risk at two on an unknown commodity. And right now, that's what Bryce Young is. So I say all that to say, those are the paths. I don't know what path they'll go on. I don't know which path is best. I think... I think Davis Mills I think Davis Mills has shown the ability to be okay. And I think there's some throws he's made where you're like he's better than okay. But can he do that consistently? I don't know, man. It's a tough situation. No matter what. No matter what they do, they're going to piss off the fans outside of drafting Bryce Young. <clears throat> but like would you guys really be mad if if they draft Anthony Richardson at 12 or trade up at 9 or 8, whatever it may be, like if they grabbed a quarterback and it wasn't Bryce Young, would you guys be mad? Put that in the chat. Would you guys be mad if it wasn't Bryce Young and they drafted, I don't know, Anthony Richardson or maybe Levis? Maybe Levis falls at 12. Like, if they come out of this draft with a quarterback and it's not at two, are you okay with that? Would you be happy? Okay, you guys got me all fucking ramped up. Let's go through this, some of these chats. All right. Key Mills, draft Richardson, and let them develop, develop. Get Jimmy G or some vet. Worry about quarterback hardcore next year. Yeah, to an extent, like, <clears throat> I get the sentiment here. Um, but it can't just be about next year, right? Like, I don't really know how to say this, but, like, it has to be when you, when you are enamored with a quarterback and you believe that that quarterback is going to be your franchise guy, that's when you grab him. Next year, 2024, 2025, like, you know, they're, they're going to have to address the position at some point, right? And, and they will. I just think that you, you don't have to do it right now. But all for Anthony Richardson. If we lose Cooks, it's going to be another wash year. No need to focus on offense yet. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I call me crazy, um, but all weekend I was in real estate school. Um, and so for some reason, I made clips of every single throw by Davis Mills in the all 22 for all 17 games. You know, when the drop off actually occurred for Davis was when uh, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins were out. Um, Brandon Cooks for the first three, four weeks actually was extremely good for this team. You know, he just wanted out. Maybe he wants in. I'm a big proponent of like, keep talent if you can. If, if, if you can convince Brandon Cooks, and I don't mean convince in the sense like we're going to like sell you on it. Like, look, here's what we're doing on offense. Here's what our head coach wants to do. If you want to be a part of this, great. We'd love to continue that. We signed you to an extension a year ago. If not, we'll move you. 
but just know we're going to move you at our time. We're going to move you for our price. You have no, you're not telling us where you want to go, but I'd prefer to keep cooks. Every young quarterback who's the top quarterbacks all sat some season on. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, the, some of them did, some of them didn't, but yeah, I mean, there seems to be a thing. Uh, yeah. I just talked a ton about Anthony Richardson, uh, Kari. Uh, BY won't go early. In my opinion, it's the classic talk up the quarterback teams don't want someone to overreach. I see, I could see this being the scenario. I think there's a lot of talk about Bryce Young right now. I could easily see him falling out of the top five. I could see a lot, all of these quarterbacks falling out of the top five. Where did you see or hear? It, it was just stuff that I've read and seen on Twitter. Uh, there seems to be questions about who he is as a person um, and things of that nature. I don't know if they have any validity to him. Uh, the masses are beginning to see Richardson. It, I mean, it's about time. If someone trades up and takes Bryce Young at one, who do we take it to? Stroud's agent is Mugaletta and can't imagine the Texans want to deal with that again. I, I you know, Omar, there's, uh, I, I think there's multiple scenarios in this, with this. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if that bur- bridge has been burnt. I'll tell you this, like Mugaletta and athletes first, um, they, they represent a ton of talent in this NFL in the NFL, and a lot of it is top talent. I can't say that Nick is going to go the rest of his life without dealing with athletes first or David. I don't know if they'd be willing to go down that path again, but I think business is business. I think both Nick and David got what they wanted. I would assume that there's probably no bad feelings and that it's business as usual. Just my thought. I'll say this. We need offensive coaches that can develop the kid. Uh, whoever we draft and, and and see for me, that's another thing. Like you have to have the coaches in place to get the most out of this quarterback, whoever it is. Uh, every, Hey man, I finally got to catch you live. Hey, nice Jerry. I'm glad you were able to tune in, bro. Appreciate you. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Base take, to be honest. Uh, none, none one saved the day this year. Build for next year. It's okay. Yeah. I'm super happy about all the hype that's around the Texans right now, but I hope the fans don't get disappointed too fast. I honestly don't need D'Amico to win more than four games next season. You know, I think when it comes to re- wins and the record, you know, I think the fans just want to see competitive. They want to see a path. They want to see the vision. They want to see that we're executing and that we're we're headed down the right, headed in the right direction. Ultimately, I think is what the fans want. And I think with D'Amico and that not being Coley or Lovey, they have an idea that, the Texans are going in that right direction. It just needs to lead to wins on on Sundays. If it's four wins, it's four wins. It's not that big of a deal anyways. What's the difference between four wins and eight wins? If you're not in the playoffs, you're not in the playoffs. Yep. As long as there's some improvement, I'm good. Herbert could say, fuck this. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I just, I, I can't see Aaron Rodgers coming to the Texans. I can't see the Texans giving up what it is to get Aaron Rodgers. If it was AR, not Levis, I'd be okay. Yeah, same. Could CJ fall to 12? I think they all could potentially fall you know, out of the top 10. It's a quarterback, like, hungry lead. There's lots of teams that need quarterbacks, so probably not, right? Like, it's likely that one or two will go in the first round or in the, in the top 10. BY will probably be the one because he's the most polished quarterback. Uh, I'd like CJ Stroud. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can see it. I will be okay with whatever they think is best. They know more than the fans. A hundred percent. That's something I always say. Luckily, this is just an opinion-based show. So, you know, I'm going to give my opinion. But I agree with Jennifer. Like, who knows what they'll do? Who knows what path they go on? At the end of the day, like, it's going to be whatever they think. At this point, I think there's a lot of trust in the front office. I think there's a lot of trust in the organization that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. Um, Which, you know, is a good change for what we've seen over the last four to five years, but they, they still have to continue to earn that trust and build on that trust. They need to show that they're doing the right things and that they're, they're able to to build a winning team. So, uh, or a competitive team that leads to wins eventually. But, but I agree with you, Jennifer. And then, and I think that's like ultimately what it comes down to. And, and this has been my stance. Like if Nick thinks that Bryce young is worth taking at two, he knows way more than me. Take him. Absolutely. Take him. You're married to the quarterback. Like if you love him, take him. But if you don't, don't like, don't do it to appease the fans. That's ultimately what, where I've stood on, on Bryce Young. Like if you don't love him, 
don't take him just so the fans are happy. Like you're not helping the organization if you don't believe that he can be the guy. Bryce or CJ, Marky Mark, 632. Hey, that's fine. All four, bro. Whatever, whatever is gonna lead to wins, man. That's what that's what it boils down to. All right, uh, way over 9.13. Usually I'm done uh, around 9. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, like, do all the stuff. I, I got an intro video being worked on. I got new logos being worked on. Um, I'll probably start to work on guests here soon. Um, I've had a knack for getting some pretty good guests. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, this channel is going to be consistent, man. Uh, we're going to continue to be here. If you're looking for a different opinion, you're looking for somebody that challenges the thoughts of others and, and doesn't just go in line with everybody else. Um, this is where you want to be. This is going to be that channel. Um, and if you like to go grab everybody else's opinions, obviously go do that. There's some good ones out there. Uh, Locked on Texans is great. I, I love listening to John and Cody. Um, you know, there's some, there's some really good channels out there. Ruben's great. He's hype. He's fun. Um, make sure you guys go follow, you know, Ruben 713. Um, trying to think of who else. There's somebody else, and I'm leaving. Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson to me is like, I think Cody Johnson knows ball. I wish he had a bigger platform because I think people would actually listen to him. I think Cody Johnson is extremely talented and really has a good understanding of the game. Of, of the game, obviously, go follow Jordan. Jordan is right there. Um, Jordan at Texans Thoughts, like my favorite dude to talk to about football. He is not biased in any way. He just has conversations, but he knows his shit. Um, love Jordan. Just a good dude, too. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to keep going. I appreciate you guys. Uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend, text a friend, ping a friend, Slack a friend, email a friend, Twitter a friend, Instagram a friend, whatever you got to do. Tell them about Texans Unfiltered. Uh, tell them to get on the train now because there's going to be better things coming in the future. And with that being said, I'm young Ari gold signing off for Texans unfiltered. I'll catch you guys next week.